1: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host.
2: We're back for another round of Game of Opinions. On today's show, you'll hear some incredibly rogue views as we attempt to predict the remainder of the Premier League season. Who will finish in the Champions League spots and who is set for the drop? I'm Ben Snowball, and I would like to apologise in advance for the rage you will feel over the next 20 to 30 minutes. Enjoy if you can. Hello, guys, and welcome back. I'm joined once again by Carrie Dunn. Hello again. Hello. Uh, we've also got Marcus Foley. Load it. And, of course, we've got Pete Sharland. Delighted to make the cut, as usual. We're here to predict the Premier League's top six and bottom three ahead of its big return on June 17th. We've all made separate predictions and to spice it up slightly uh, and in no way due to poor planning, uh, we haven't actually got a clue who each other's plumped for. So expect a bit of kind of off the riff opinions. Um, Over the next 20 minutes or so, we'll inevitably wind you up at home. So without further ado, let's firstly work our way through our top six. First up, is anyone prepared to do a naughty and not put Liverpool in first place? No. Oh. Lots, lots of shakes of the heads. Right, well, we can say Liverpool are Premier League champions then. Congratulations. <laughs> second place, who is everyone going for? We'll work round clockwise in my screen as I see it. So, Carrie, Pete, Marcus and then myself.
3: Okay, Um. yeah, I think Man City are going to finish second. I can't see any change in the top two whatsoever. I
0: totally agree with Carrie. Uh, oh, oh, oh I'll start
2: that. We're racing through this. Massively bold opinions. I've also gone for Manchester City. Now potentially where it could get a little bit more interesting. Third place, currently Leicester City. Carrie, Pete, Marcus, who have you gone for there?
3: Now I still think Leicester will hang on to third. Um, They're five points ahead of Chelsea at the moment. But I feel like Pete Sharland might disagree with me on this one.
0: No, not at all. Leicester's really? staying where okay. they are. Yeah, no. I, as a Chelsea supporter, you've got to be very realistic at the moment. And yeah, I mean, I think, as we'll get on to in a bit, I imagine they're going to have a hard time staying in fourth. So stay staying third for me. Uh, yeah, agreed as well. Five points and a superior goal difference. So uh, more
1: or less six points, really. Yeah, I also wanted to go controversial here. Um, but I really
2: couldn't. I worked out the mass of teams that I think will do well, not being one not being Chelsea. And you just basically have to win every single game to catch Leicester. Like, their running isn't particularly tricky. So, I've also got them in third. Right, hopefully we can have a bit of spice now. Fourth place, the final Champions League place, assuming that Man City's banned over, overturned by Cass. They normally do rogue, rogue decisions. So, carry done. fourth place.
3: Sheffield United. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: mean, there the you silence, go. The There's silence. your bit of
3: spice. Your bit of spice. No, I just just have an inkling that they are going to absolutely boss this run-in. They still have a game in hand as well. And I have a feeling that behind closed doors, some of those big teams up there are not going to like it so much. So, yeah, Sheffield United.
0: This is funny because I think actually that what could be the biggest game in the top four race is going to come up Primal Lane when Sheffield United play the team that I think is going to finish fourth as Wolves. I, don't, I think I think totally agree with Carrie. I think so many of these big teams we'll get into it later, like obviously United got players coming back Spurs got players coming back but actually I just think that with the extra time off these players are going to recharge and I think Carrie's right with less crowd noise I think they're actually going to be better they're going to just play their game they're run by two really organised managers who so just get them playing in exactly the way they want them to so many of these other big clubs are so dysfunctional and disorganised I think Wolves are going to pick it Interesting um, I've actually gone sort of straight back and
1: ish. Um, I'm thinking Man United um, because I think they were basically far a far better side with Fernando since they've signed him. Um, they've kept five clean sheets since the turn of the year. They've got Rashford back and they play games against Sheffield United, Leicester and Spurs and over the course of the season United have performed well in big games. I actually think that's an advantage to them.
2: I mean, I can't believe that I've heard Sheffield United and Wolves here, but, but I absolutely love it. The reason I haven't even considered either of those teams in my top six is that I think the reason that they are in lofty positions is because the teams around them have were well, the ones that you expect to thrive have done pretty poorly. And obviously United have players coming back Tottenham who I'm predicting to come fourth also have players coming back. Now I know that there's seven points adrift of fourth place Chelsea. I can see Pete Sharland just slyly shaking his head there. Um it wasn't slyly, mate. <laughs> okay. Um, but I do have some reasoning behind this. Uh, firstly, uh, Harry Kane, Son, Musa Sissoko—they're three main players, all back, all firing. Uh, if the season had finished in May; they would probably have none of them would have played again this season, or if they would have been half fit. That's now long. long uh, that's now no longer the case. Um, Jose Mourinho can also deploy, you know, that horrible defence-led, pressure-soaking tactics without the fears of the groans from Tottenham fans. I don't know if there's any worse fans in football than Spurs when the team isn't playing well. Uh, they just make the team fearful. And so with empty stadiums, empty seats, Spurs can play that football and, and thrive. Um, and finally, Spurs have a favourable run. in all their tricky fixtures are at home. Man United, Arsenal and Leicester. I don't know if home advances will necessarily play as much of the difference. Um, but I think they can do it. I've just got, got a real feeling of optimism around the club.
3: That's adorable. Um <laughs> 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 Mistaken.
1: Uh, I, I, I'm going to back carry up here. I think. Uh, didn't Harry Kane say they needed to win eight of the nine games?
0: Yeah, they've re- realistically, they do. Harry Kane isn't a renowned mathematician, and or yeah, he's got he's got a point in this scenario. You know? Like you look at the way Spurs of what are they coming into this, they're going to be what eighth starting off. So you've got to overtake four teams. It's not about. The point differential per se, it's actually about the numbers, because it's all well and good to say you've got a seven-point gap between you and the fourth, but actually you've got to then assume that not only is the team in fourth going to drop enough points, but the teams in fifth, sixth and seventh are going to drop enough points, and I'm not sure that's going to happen. So you're basically relying on Chelsea and Man
2: United a bit as well. So yeah, the argument's falling down slightly, but you're relying, I wouldn't say you're you're relying on Sheffield United or Wolves, there's there's only a few points in it there. But yes, you are relying on Man United,
0: who Spurs have to to face, um, and Chelsea or Spurs have admittedly faced twice, slipping up. but. I think that will happen. You can't dismiss Sheffield United, whereas if they win their game in hand, they go above United. I just think that teams with experience
2: of playing in big matches and and new scenarios, where where this is a new scenario, I suspect that teams with more experience of playing in bigger matches um, can make themselves feel up for the match. I'm not sure if Sheffield United necessarily can in an empty stadium. Could be massively
0: wrong. I think, hang on, but the players, the players, hang on, the players. Sorry, Carry, but the players who play for Chelsea, United, Tottenham, and Arsenal—they know they're going to get a big fat paycheck regardless, and they're going to probably reckon Europe in a season or two. For Sheffield United and Wolves, this might be the only opportunity they get in the next five years to get into the Champions League. Those sets of players are going to be more up for it than anyone else. Yeah, but the problem is, is that their teams aren't as good, and I think that's what it will boil the, down to. The league table would suggest otherwise. I'd, I'd
1: also add, Snowball, that Spurs have won three games in a row once. Two games in a row twice. And that's it, the whole season. Yeah, agreed. But I think there's been an aura of negativity that I think this lockdown has helped break. I mean, Mourinho was,
2: was staring at a third disaster in England. I think this has brought him time. Well, I, th- um, I think they'll do much better, but I just don't think they'll make top four.
3: Okay. Yeah,
2: that would be my point. But Okay. Shall we move on to fifth? Fifth place. Go round, round the houses. Carry done.
0: Wolves. Sheffield United. Uh,
2: Sheffield United. Sheffield United. I mean, I've, I've gone Man United here. There's no, there's no Sheffield, United, Sheffield United or Wolves. Um, Pete and Carrie, talk us through your arguments for the respective teams. You put fourth and fifth flipped, basically.
3: Yeah, well, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I guess Pete is going to make the same arguments for Sheffield United there as I just did for, 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 for fourth place. But I think Wolves have had an excellent season. I don't... You, Ben, and you, Marcus, you both use the phrase big matches when you're talking about fourth place. And I just think this concept of big matches is going to be out of the window for the remaining matches of the Premier League this season mm. because big matches have been so dependent on atmosphere in terms of the kind of pressure of fans, in terms of um, the big build-up to a televised match. And everything is going to be televised. Everything is going to be pretty much the same. I think... That's kind of a bit of a wild card now. I just think Wolves have just been so consistently impressive over the course of the season. I think they'll do it at the end. I think they'll just um, pit these big teams.
1: Can I quickly clarify big matches? I sort sort of meant uh, philosophies, which was probably poorly put across in terms of United tend to do well against ball-dominant teams, which tend to be against bigger teams and big matches. So I accept that big matches don't count now, but I think the philosophy side of things still holds. So, the games that they are less ball dominant in, they tend to perform well in. And I think that will hold them in good stead. But yes, that was already
0: put across. So, to back up Carrie, because obviously we've made the sinusoidal argument here, I think there's actually probably a a conversation that we have to be realistic and have at some point, which is that Liverpool have created, and to an extent City as well, have created a bit of a, a class golf in the Premier League. And actually, it's not about the big six anymore, it's actually about the big two. And I think the Premier League is in... I've thought this for a while, but I think the Premier League is in real danger of going the way of Spain in sort of like the early part of this decade where and the five years or so previous where it was just Barcelona and Real dominating all the time. Because I think Liverpool and City are so well run and they are so well coached and they have such good players that it's difficult to see a way in which next season Spurs, Arsenal, United or Chelsea are going to come back and close that gap. And I think actually realistically now, these all four of those clubs have had the last... Five or six years, at some point, they've had some terrible decisions from above, and that's going to cost them. And actually, now you're seeing that the money of the Premier League is affording a well-run club like Wolves. Obviously, they've got the owners and Paul Mendes. But Sheffield United are a great example. Like, they're so well-run. There's no reason why they can't come back and do this again. Like, obviously, if they get pillaged by the by the Big Six and they lose all their players, they'll they'll lose that momentum. But actually, what they've shown so far is they're going to be well-run enough to come back again. And I don't think it's going to be like where Aston Villa were fun for two or three years under Martin O'Neill and then completely disintegrated or even to an extent Everton and they lost David Moyes. I actually think that these teams are actually here for the long term and I think realistically, the four teams of the big six outside of City and Liverpool have got to be pretty careful over the next three or four years. I think
2: you could chuck City in there as well depending on the the outcome of their appeal. Yeah,
0: there's a lot of hypotheticals there with them.
2: If the Bruyne vanishes and Guardiola leaves then we've seen what happens to City with good squads and a an okay manager like Pellegrini I mean they can they can suddenly finish fourth and be, on, be in a bit of
0: danger it does feel like Pep will stay though obviously that's that's very hypothetical I think if they get a two year Champions League they'll definitely walk but if they get the ban overturned I think they'll be alright they'll just you've got more money than God so you'll just replenish in the summer but again like I know Marcus has had issues in the, in the past with some of their recruiting but in general they recruit a lot better than the rest of the big six besides Liverpool
2: can we finish off the tip, uh, the big six then, or the top six? Uh, Carrie, who have,
0: you, who have you put sixth?
3: Chelsea.
0: Uh, unfortunately for my fellow Chelsea supporters, I think United are going to pick them. I think Pogba and Rashford coming back is going to be massive. And i just worried that the last two or three months sort of showed us that a lot of teams have figured out how you play against this Chelsea team and how you stop them. I went Chelsea. The performances seem to have fluctuated throughout
1: the season. I think people probably agree, but I think they've been remarkably consistent in their positioning. I think since match week nine, they've been in fourth or above. Um, The one sort of, I suppose, thing against them is bar Spurs, they have conceded the most goals. So I think in the running, that's probably going to cost them. Um, I think basically they've probably stayed in fourth due to the inadequacies of teams around them. And with a fresh sort of start to the season, I don't think that will be as pronounced. So I think their sort of like inability to, to keep goals out will cost them and they'll end up finishing.
3: To be fair to Chelsea, they do also score a lot of goals. So, you know, as long as you score more than you let in, you're all right, aren't you?
1: They do.
2: I've also put Chelsea in sixth. Um, I've got an extra point in that Willian and Pedro are both out of contracts before the season ends. It doesn't look like Chelsea are renewing either of those contracts. Um, And in Chelsea's most recent, yeah, but in their most recent victory, who scored the goals? Willian and Pedro and Giroud, who they've only just signed again. Um, yeah. And I do think I do think that Chelsea have been. I think the Bayern Munich match in particular showed that actually this Chelsea team can be picked apart. And I know Bayern are very very good, um, but they I know they've stuck in four for a while, but they've kind of been hauled in, hauled in. There was one stage where the big the top four was so far clear, and that's
1: now not the case. I think Mourinho sort of had it spot on first game of the season when they got taken apart by uh, United. They are to truly do and be an elite club. They're far too open.
0: The thing is, like, right, is that this is, I think, again, let's not kill ourselves, football, everyone involved in football is guilty of short-termism and let's not go into that now. But this is a rebuild and Chelsea are not meant to be in the Champions League yet, like realistically. Like this is a team with a first-year head coach and a group of young players who've never played at this level before. So realistically, this is meant to be, you're meant to be competing for the Champions League sports next season. So they get in as a bonus, but I think... Agreed. That doesn't stop it from being too naive at the stage. But do you know what I mean? I don't know. Oh no, no, absolutely, no, no, absolutely. But also, I think you lose that because you're it's, you're expecting so much of players who haven't sort of done it before. So you've got Reece James and Vicario Tomori just come back into this this level, having not done it before. Kurzuma's is coming back from injury. Rudiger's coming back from injury. You've got Christensen, who has a, a crisis of confidence. De- Asper Lecoyce has lost his form as well. Marcus Alonso can't defend for Toffees. Emerson is decent enough, but he's neither good nor bad at anything, really. So I think, and obviously you've got Kepero Othribalaga, who's, I mean, there's so many issues there. So I think that those players will grow, but you you just can't, you're not going to consistently get results with that defence. And the problem they have is that when they play against well organised teams, especially teams who are lower down in the table, if that team knows what it's doing, Chelsea don't have an answer for it. And I look at their fixtures and I just think someone like Norwich, if they've got some, a load of their players back from injury, and we'll get into that in a minute, I think Norwich are done, but I think they'll be playing for their lives and I think they'll come to Stamford Bridge and they'll probably get a result. And there's other teams who are going to do that as well, like Watford are going to come probably and get a result, Wolves as well. Like I think there's just too many potential banana skins with this Chelsea team and I don't think they've got in them to get through that so I've done some quick maths and
2: worked out our top six combined so in first place Liverpool second place Manchester City third place Leicester there's no surprises there but in fourth place massive news for Sheffield United they're going to the Champions League fifth place well that's Manchester United and sixth place is a toss up between Chelsea and Wolves I couldn't quite work that one out happy with that to be fair
3: yeah. They should have done this to finish the season, really, shouldn't they? Just asked us. Yeah. yeah. At, uh,
2: genuinely, I think the Premier League might be in touch because <laughs> all the proposals so far have been worse than what we've just done here. Well, um, let's see
3: how we do with the relegations. Bob, no one's, we'll no
2: one's going to be unhappy with Sheffield United going in the Champions League. It, maybe Wednesday,
3: so Wednesday fans <laughs> will be. <laughs> Wednesday,
2: <laughs> Wednesday fans will probably be a little miserable, I have to admit. Um, but we'll promote, as part of this, we'll promote Sheffield Wednesday to the Premier League so we can have that. We can have the. Steel City Derby. Of course, it's not just about finishing high up in the table. A host of teams are desperately trying to wriggle out of relegation as well. Some before, a ball has even been kicked with some very devilish tactics and threatening court proceedings and such. We'll mix up the format slightly here and reveal our individual picks three at a time, person by person. So, Carrie, who are in your bottom three? I
3: think... Norwich are, are, are done. They're, they're just gone. Um, yeah, so I'm does probably... anyone,
2: Does anyone quickly, does anyone disagree
1: with Norwich?
3: Marcus Foley <laughs> disagrees with Norwich. I would <laughs> like to hand over to him now.
1: Um, listen, right, I'm not saying they're definitely going to stay up, right? What I am saying is they might stay up. Or what I'm almost certainly saying is I strongly believe they won't finish bottom. Right, now, let me give you some context, right? after 29 games played, how many points were Leicester City on? Obviously no one knows that. 22. Pete, have a guess.
0: Uh, I'm going to say 24. Carrie?
3: 23.
1: I better have got this right now. Uh, 19. They finished the season on 41. 29 games of this season, how many points are Norwich on? 21. 21. Excellent. Well done, everyone. Um, And I have have some tough fixtures, but I have some very favorable fixtures and fixtures against fellow relegation fodder. So I think... They could finish third from bottom, which means they're still getting relegated. But they just
0: not <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> also, Hang on. You've al- hang on, you've already dismantled your own what argument. You mean? I'm gonna weigh in because they're still gonna get relegated.
2: No 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 no. Foley, uh, just uh, only just but, put but, your neck on the but, line but, I'm saying Spurs but, are finishing the Champions League. Just pop
1: it on and get take the executioners here. No, no, I think they still might <laughs> get relegated, is what I said, Peter. That, that's very different. I'm so like, gonna I'm, I'm gonna, they
0: will I'm gonna weigh it even further here though, because that Leicester team had <laughs> one thing this Norris team definitely doesn't have, which is J. okay and i think and i think that there's that i am with you in this Norwich team i have really liked them i think they're good but they're not finishing anything other than 20th for me sadly well that's that's some strong chat there peter and i've got to say i disagree but not as strong as you not committed to them avoiding
1: relegation (laughs) look i think i mean if you look at the games the favorable games relatively favorable games they have they've got west ham brighton and watford
0: Watford not so much, they're in decent form. Burnley as well mixed in there. The av- I think Burnley and Southampton are the games you want. Southampton are fairly good form, to be fair. Um Yeah, but they should be all right. They should be safe though, so I think they'll be playing with less intensity. What do you reckon the average was of the last six seasons to stay up?
1: About thirty two. It was a lot um thirty five and a bit. So basically they, they need to win five games of the nine. And I'm
2: Of of which you've said about three teams, and they've also got to play Arsenal, Chelsea, and Man City.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I've, I've taken it, I've taken it, they're going to lose. Those. <laughs> However, having said that, again, again, um, remind me of their second win of the season, Ben Snowball. A 3 2 win yeah, against but this, Man this City. Was the, yeah, but this was a
2: time <laughs> when people weren't aware of the qualities of Timi Pookie, Emi Buendir, Todd mm. Campwell.
1: Everyone yeah. knows Norwich now, <laughs> it's a different prospect. I hear what you're saying. They beat Leicester recently, team in cracking form. I think they've got it in them. In fact, I'm changing yeah. it. They're going to stay up. They're staying.
0: Hey. They're I, yeah, so up, is. He's finally committed. He's grown
2: a back Carry, Carrie, do you want to take us through your other two teams that are, that are <laughs> going to go down definitely?
3: Okay. Um, I would like to see Aston Villa stay up because I have a sneaking fondness for them, but they're just so ridiculously, inconsistently, depressingly poor. And even though they've got a game in hand, I can't see them doing it. I think they'll flatter to deceive, and they'll go down the last day of the season and then the last spot is really tricky um I mean, if you look at Southampton's run in, um it's actually quite difficult, but i've done I think they've done well enough in the preceding twenty nine games. I think they have done enough to stay up now, so it could be one any one of the other four, and I'm gonna say Watford just because I hate them.
2: Wow wow I I I really like that that's really that's that's (laughs) solid evidence
3: I'm sorry it's not a well-reasoned argument and now I'm going to get a load of Watford fans messaging me and I'm sorry but I was brought up as a Luton fan what what can you do?
2: Solid save that to be fair Pete Sharlans who's in your bottom three? Norwich
0: and Right yeah so Norwich and I think it's tough I think I agree with Kerry I think there's a niceness in Villa staying up but I think they seem to have far too many ways of beating themselves and you don't want that when you're trying to fight relegation. And just because it would be absolutely hilarious, I'm going to pick West Ham as well. And I think, well, let's be honest, like, the, I think one of the days where West Ham were a bit fun and obviously when they had pie, but also before that, they were good value for a lot of this, of this millennium. But now they're just annoying and they think they're so much better than they are and they keep overpaying on players and they can't make it work and I just think it'd be hilarious if they went down.
3: That would be funny. I, I would also accept that as a renegation. I, I think
0: I
2: would also toast to that quite happily. Marcus, right. obviously you've obviously you've changed
1: your mind I about Norwich. I mean, yeah,
3: who are your three teams? <laughs>
1: <laughs> a little bit of clarity a little bit of clarity. I am um, in an R in between Norwich and now now I'm fully in. I can't I don't know whether it's I don't know whether it's on the um side or the R side, but they're staying up, right? So my three teams. Um, Watford, sorry, carry definitely staying up for my for me, yeah. purely because under Pearson they've won five of thirteen, roughly forty percent. Before that they've won one of sixteen, so their position is a complete false economy. So they're staying up. Um, I think Bournemouth are big candidates to go down, and in fact I'm going to stick them bottom mm-hmm. of the league um, because I just think since they came up, so I think I came up what four years ago or something, they finished sixteenth, then it went ninth, then it went 12th then it went fourteenth. It's just like a a reduction in sort of output. And I think this season is going to be the end of that. So they're bottom. Unfortunately, I think it's going to be Aston Villa who are second bottom. I really like them as a team. I think the key game for them will be um, West Ham. And that will decide which one of them goes down. Perhaps David Cameron will be human and delighted at the same time. <laughs> um, he's happy with that one <laughs> he's happy it. with that yes. very good um, and then the last one is going to be Brighton I think Uh Brighton does anyone know the last one they won a game of professional football in the highest tier of English football yeah, I I don't remember? Remember. December December um, so they haven't won in 2020 I think they're in a shocking run of form they've got a good manager, they draw too many games, and I think they're just getting sucked in. So they're going to be the first team to go down. Love it.
2: I actually agree with two of the teams Marcus has picked. I've also picked Brighton. I think you can always tell um, that something isn't probably quite right at a club when the CEO is coming out so early on into discussions about how to finish the Premier League season and saying, oh, we can't have relegation, we can't have relegation, we can't have relegation. And that's what the Brighton CEO was doing. Um, if you look at their fixtures, they aren't getting any points from the next three games. That's Arsenal, Leicester, Man United. And they've also got to face Liverpool and Manchester City. They're only two points outside the drop zone. They haven't won, as Foley says, since December. It's very hard to see how they're going to get enough points to stay up.
1: Got to play Norwich as well, don't forget. Got to play the mighty Norwich. <laughs>
2: yeah. 17th placed, nailed on Norwich, <laughs> yeah. um, who I've actually predicted to finish 20th, like everyone else. Um, and Bournemouth, yeah. I also think, will go down. Um, but they need a striker to start banging in the goals. Callum Wilson has had an absolutely hopeless season. Josh King has been in and out. And... Um, and they've got a potential four-game stretch in a row of Man United, Tottenham, Leicester, Man City. Teams that are all fighting for something, give or take, in a row. And if you lose four games in a row, it's crisis mode, right at the worst possible time. And I think they could be sucked down. I think they've been punching above their weight. But if you look at Bournemouth's squad, it's pretty bad average. Um,
0: and if you didn't have Eddie Howe in charge, you probably would have seen them go down a little while ago. I do think there's a... I do think uh, you said, I think maybe Mark said it as well. There's a. It's not I'm not have said it, but alluded to it as if like they've got to play these big teams who are fighting for European places but in many regards as I sort of alluded to earlier like the teams at the bottom are fighting for a lot more than teams at the top like you miss out Champions League for one year that's fine if you go down this year you may not come back again like because you're going to take a massive hit because of all the lost TV revenue because of the coronavirus stuff so I think they're fighting for a lot more than the teams at the top and I think that we've seen it before so, over, so often over the years I think one of these teams or maybe even two is going to go on a run and they're going to beat some of the big teams and I yeah, the problem is you don't know who it's going to be. I oh. think we've all sort of largely agreed it's going to be Watford. Marcus, don't even start on Norwich. I haven't got the patience for that. Yeah. But I think that it's going to happen. It's going to happen. I think the one of I think Watford are going to be fine. I mean, Lord knows what West Ham are going to do. I think it's going to be one of Bournemouth or Brighton. And I, I did. I, mean, I know I didn't. Actually, I know I didn't put either of them in my three. But I do think they're both very much in danger. And I, think, I think. I think Villa are. I, I just got a feeling Villa are going to get out of
2: this. And again, it's based on nothing but a hunch. So mm. take take these words with. I just think. Jack yeah, Grealish, he's got he's got something to prove now. He's gonna hoist them all ten ten fellow teammates into his rucksack and he's gonna charge them through the remaining, what is it, ten games they've got. Yeah, bless him, he's been trying to do that all season and they're nineteenth. Yeah, but like are there are only two points outside the drop zone. Like, it's I just think and I think their running is marginally easier than Brighton. Well, no, a lot easier than Brighton's, marginally easier than Bournemouth's. It'll be close. I think we're we're trying to do something which is ultimately gonna come down to a game here or a game there. Um which is why yeah, I think- which is why we've all gone for different teams except Foley's no as in we've all except Norwich who are definitely
0: doomed except Marcus the other thing I would say is that it's one of the it's the, one of the primary reasons why I didn't put them in is that Brighton's goal difference is a good help chunk healthier than everyone else around them and I think that they're for whatever problems they have and they have a hell of a lot of problems their defence is very good and they are very solid and they're very hard to break down and I think potter has got them super organised in that regard so I think in that sense, that might be what wins it for them against, say, what West Ham or Bournemouth to have the opportunity to just ship three or four goals any given Sunday, and obviously Villa.
3: No, I think you're right, P. I think that goal difference thing is crucial because if we, I think we've kind of agreed, is anyone from those four from fifteenth to eighteenth at the moment to take that final that final um, relegation place. And yeah, a, a, a goal difference of you know, seven better than, than your relegation rivals when there's only two points in it between those four. I think that could really come into play.
2: So now for the first time, we can exclusively reveal the three clubs that are going to be relegated from the Premier League in 2019, 2020. And they are in 20th place, Norwich City, and in 19th place, Aston Villa. And I've just realised that my maths actually is leaving two teams in tied. So it's basically a coin flip between Brighton and Bournemouth for who goes down. So cling to that, fans of Brighton and Bournemouth, if you've got a 50-50 chance of saying up. Uh, Norwich fans, Aston Villa fans, you're doomed. Sorry. Super. Well, that concludes another hearty discussion on Game of Opinions. Thanks to Carrie Dunn.
3: Thank you very much.
2: Thanks to Pete Sharland Thank you. Thanks to Marcus Foley. Thanks, then. Excluding your Norwich argument. And Please. thanks to you at home for, for joining us again. Uh, Stay safe, everyone, and hopefully see you soon.
1: Over and out.